Peace and blessings and welcome back to the podcast. This is Bossy. It is the middle of the afternoon and somebody is right outside playing music, child. I don't know what to tell you. If you can hear it, you're welcome. <laughs> so I usually wait until the middle of the night to record my podcast because first of all, it's usually quiet then and also... My voice is much more relaxed and controlled. Like I have an easier time controlling my voice, you know. I'm a very animated person. And, um, yeah. Oh, child. Somebody was delivering something. Just threw something at my door. Let me see what was delivered. Anyway, so... I feel really grateful. I feel peaceful. I feel loved. And I feel so grateful for the opportunity to have certain experiences. Like, so recently, one of the experiences that I've had that I love um, is that I've discovered hypnotherapy. I shared with you all in um, episode 53, the name of my favorite, favorite um, podcast right now with this hypnotherapist who I have feelings for. I'm a, let me stop joking because I think he's married. But I love this guy. I'm enjoying him so much. Okay. I'm enjoying the, um, I'm enjoying the classes. I'm enjoying listening to him. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it all. Okay. And today I had a really good, um, session. So I woke up this morning and then I went back to sleep. So if you are in the app and you've been doing your summer reading, then you already know that wake up and back to sleep is one of the ways that we can trigger trigger lucid dreaming. It's one of the ones that's recommended all the time. You wake up and back to sleep. And when you do the wake up and back to sleep, what happens is your mind, like you go back into sleep, but your mind is able to get lucid faster, which just means that you're, it's easier for you to recognize that you're dreaming. And I just had such a dream. But before I tell you about this dream, it's a little bit, it's a little spicy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, let's share a vision. Do you not love the church bells? <laughs> they are so dramatic. I love it so much. It's, um, how many bells is that? Like seven, seven o'clock somewhere. Anyways, so here is our vision that I would like to share with you all today. So in order to properly prepare and situate ourselves for our shared vision, Let's take a couple of moments to just relax the body, you know, unclench your jaw, smile, release the tension from your belly, drop your shoulders, unfurl your brow, act like you want to be here. You know what I mean? Just relax into the present moment. Life is easy here. Nothing else to do but share a vision with me for a couple of minutes, okay? Okay. 
In spite of everything, it is a blessing to be alive, to breathe, to have a sound mind, to be emotionally well, to be healthy enough to continue to live and thrive. We give thanks for breath. We give thanks that we are completely safe here. Our whole self comes into perfect alignment now. Our thoughts, emotions, choices, our will. Every cell of our individual bodies. We are grateful that we are still here. That we are free. And that we have options. And that the possibilities are endless. We relax into the knowing that all is truly well with our souls and that the ultimate power in existence, love itself, wisdom itself is with us always. In every moment, in every breath, we are never alone, despite how things sometimes feel. We are loved. We are guided and protected. We allow praise and gratitude to move our thoughts and to move through our thoughts, to move our feelings and to move through our feelings now. We imagine our lives anew. We imagine ourselves completely relaxed, moving from one self-honoring activity to another, We imagine ourselves resting well, working well, sharing our passions, doing what we desire to do. I wrote a list. This is not a comprehensive list. You can add to it. You can cross things off. But so far, the list is hot yoga classes, manicures, pedicures, uh, frequent trips to the bookstore, meditation in the morning, walking on a beautiful beach, a fun trip to a beautiful place, extra points if there's some type of um, museum or some ruins nearby that you can go visit, beautiful music, taking the time every day to journal, praying, Gardening, divining, okay, so any kind of divination. Exercising, especially walking. Taking a smoothie and or cold pressed juice every day. Vitamins and tinctures. Alkaline water. Enjoying great art. Acupuncture, hydrotherapy, infrared sauna. Massage therapy and reflexology. Shopping for beautiful clothes, enjoying a delicious meal with someone you love, classes, gatherings, creating stories. And then I walked away from that vision and I started to do things and I started to do some of those things on the list. Once I get a vision in my mind, it's really easy for me to then experience it, to flow into it. A lot of times things just start showing up in my life that I've recently imagined when I was just goofing off or just allowing my mind to 
think of some other possibility or some improvement and then going on about my business. I'll do that sometimes, just imagine a thing. And then suddenly I'm seeing it in my reality. And two things help me manifest these sorts of visions extremely quickly. The first thing that helps me is that I am immersed in the vision. I am so in it. It's like one of those daydreams where people got to snap their fingers in front of your face to get you to wake back up and come back into the present moment. You are so deep in it. It is like you have stepped out of this reality into the next door reality because you are just completely there. And there is no question in your mind about anything. You are just enjoying and visioning and feeling. Feeling is important. When you're really deep in it, you you feel it, you know? Um, And going into those spaces, that's where the magic happens. And then if you can come out of that and let it go, like immediately let it go or not wondering and worrying it. Could that ever happen for me? And why isn't it happening now? And when is it going to happen? And who's going to make it happen? All these questions, all this drama, all these problems that people imagine and invent, you know, for themselves. None of that is necessary. None of that is necessary. You just let it go and you go on about your day. You can manifest very quickly. So last night I was labeling bottles for our oils and putting some fresh flowers on the altar. And I caught a vision. It was like I wasn't trying to do this. It just suddenly happened. So the next part of this is me sharing that with you. As I sit here quietly in the kitchen, listening to the crackling of the fire, I know that we are closer than we think to the manifestation of the new home. New living quarters, new rooms, new spaces more spacious, light-filled, beautiful, comfortable, cozy spaces. When this realization came to me earlier, I was surprised by it. And that's why I know it's a real insight. I felt deeply pleased and welcoming of the idea of new homes, new spaces, new living quarters, new rooms for us. Our energy is inviting such an upgrade to our experience now. Our energy is perfectly aligned, wide open, and allowing of new experiences, receiving them with ease as they move into our awareness, creating such immersive delights as a comfortable home filled with music, laughter, great conversation. Can you hear it? Dancing, healthy, vibrant plants, fresh flowers from the market, scented candles and incense, laughing children and our favorite relatives, healthful foods and a soothing ambiance. I sort of reach out 
with my thoughts and my feelings as the new levels and manifestations reach out to me in direct response. You can do this as well. You reach out to them, you think about them, lean into it with your thoughts and your feelings and the vision responds to you by reaching closer, coming closer to you. Our welcoming energy, our willingness to allow something new to enter in, to envelop us in a warm, loving, comfortable, beautiful, strong, safe experience. This beautiful home, furnished in a way that particularly suits you, your needs, your desires, and your personal tastes, here you are completely free to be yourself. You are totally comfortable, welcome, safe, accepted, and respected. In this house, your house, your spirituality is evident in every room. Your house, your home is a perfect haven for you to retreat to rest, to play, to create, to research and study, to write, to reflect, to care for your beautifully vibrant, healthy and gorgeous, gorgeous body. Can you see the master bedroom? Can you see the kitchen? Well stocked and designed and arranged in just the way they you like can you see your library your closet Ooh. <laughs> the art displayed on the walls can you see it can you see your altars this spontaneous vision lets me know that we are manifesting homes what a joy So before I begin sharing this lucid dream that I had, it's a very, it's a strange dream, to be honest with you, Um, but I am still loving it because it was lucid and because there are so many strange choices that my subconscious mind made to communicate details about the dream, um, about the time period, about the people. And this is what I think the subconscious mind does, you know, and it's beautiful um, and fun. It's so fun to begin working with our minds in these new ways, to challenge ourselves by reading books and learning new words, even if we're in our 30s, right? Looking up words, pulling out that dictionary. If you don't have a paper dictionary, I mean, you don't need one in this day and age. You could just look it up on your phone. But I recommend having a paper dictionary. You can usually get them from... A thrift store. So looking things up in your dictionary, researching things that you don't, um, you don't know, you know, I was reading uh, one of the Mayfair Witches books and she does a really thorough job of describing the architectural details of houses and um, 
particularly the houses set in San Francisco and the ones set in New Orleans. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I had to go and look them up. Um, and then I noticed them on actual houses in New Orleans as I'm driving around. Um, so I get a good idea of, of what she's seeing um, as she's writing. So challenging our minds that way, um, creating new, you know, reserves of information and ideas and, you know, things that we didn't know exist. That's why, that's a, one reason why reading is so delicious and so wonderful uh, for us. Also, listening to um, podcasts, listening to other people's ideas, watching shows and really um, allowing yourself to be immersed in a good show. Uh, I like to meditate, to visualize. I love working with AI right now. It's a really interesting experience to explain in words what you would like to see to the AI and then to have them attempt to create it. It is. It feels like a really interesting um, game of ping pong where the AI is the ball and you're on one side and the other human on the other side is whoever is the developer and programmer behind the AI. So it's really a, a fun um, experience. And I feel for me, it has been expanding my my thoughts about what's possible, about what I would even like to see more of and experience more of in my waking life. Another thing that I've recently got into is the hypnotherapy, which I'm going to keep recommending and bringing up to you guys. It feels incredible um, going through these sessions with Adam Cox on his web on his um, podcast, The Hypnotist. And another thing I'm really loving is dream work, like dream um, practicing on getting lucid and doing what I can do as far as the way I prepare myself for bed to have more vivid dreams. I love using my mind in this way. I love play. I love having time for rest. I love wandering in nature. It just helps us to get outside of some of these more mundane um, ways that maybe we're using our minds uh, where we're worrying about things or we're telling the same damn story over and over. I won't even, listen, I won't even keep hanging out with people if they keep telling me the same damn story or every conversation is about someone else. Like I'm not, you know, all your conversations are about the people, you know, not even on a gossip thing, just like, oh yeah, I bought my, I bought my boyfriend a turtleneck and he, oh, he just loved it. That's boring to me. Like fucking boring. Tell me about the books you're reading, some weird piece of research you came across, some new conspiracy theory that you just uncovered, a deep dive you just did, you know, into some, <laughs> some heavily redacted <laughs> documents released from the fucking CIA. Like, tell me something interesting. Yo, I don't care what turtleneck you bought for your husband. I really, I don't give a shit. So I won't be around a lot of people because most people are very boring to me. So anyways, 
I like wandering. I like reading, you know, plaques in front of historic houses in New Orleans, just seeing what's around, just allowing the mind to wander and be creative and dream a new dream. And another thing that I like to do that is so good for the mind is working with my lion's mane um, and reshi gummies. I love the way that the ashwagandha makes my mind feel. Um, you guys know I also love CBD. I'm not using CBD right now, but I really do like the way that the CBD makes my mind feel. Um, I like being up late at night when it's dark and it's the city feels, you know, spooky and nice and cozy. And um, I've been listening to a lot of mysterious stories and unsolved this and that told you guys about the supernatural podcast with Ashley Flowers maybe that was on a live actually the supernatural podcast hosted by um Ashley Flowers through the podcast um production company anyways so my darlings I had a dream and trigger warning, there is one instance of racism um, in this dream, which to me is not surprising that I would dream something like this because it's something I think about all the time, black women in America, (laughs) black women on this planet. Okay. So many instances of racism, but my mind chose to do something a little bit interesting today and it it i don't <laughs> i'm not quite sure what my mind was trying to process here um or what possibilities it may be reaching for i have a blended family as i'm sure many of you do you know what i mean it's t- fucking 2023 um you know, we're all racist. (laughs) We're pretty blended family. We come together for the holidays. You know, half of us is white. A lot of Puerto Ricans sprinkled up in, uh, uh, half of us is black baby and loud and, you know, and we bring, we the life of the party. Okay. And we be having a good time and my baba be trying to shush us cause we too loud. Child is, you know, it's an interesting family dynamic. So to me, This could be a lot of different things. It could be like me feeling the need to go back home to New York. It could be um, just resolving my feelings about how ridiculous and insane the psychosis of racism is and what life could be like and what family life even could be like if we let that kind of thing go. I've also been thinking about nationality lately. Like we're in global boiling, right? And I'll listen to these old white guys who are so decrepit and stiff, they can barely move their fucking necks. And these guys are talking about policies and bills and laws and how are we going to protect American businesses? And in my mind, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because capitalism, one of my friends was talking to me about this the other day. Personally, I love that you can start a business, earn some money. I am the descendant of kidnapped and enslaved people. So I like the idea that you can set up shop and start getting paid for your work. But capitalism is a system, my friend was saying this, that has no limits. It has no it's limitless. You know what I mean? If you can set up these businesses and sell as much as you possibly want and it's attached to consumerism, well then 
this is what has people digging up shit out the earth and digging up ore and oil and resources and mining and cutting down forests and all this stuff so you can make more stuff to sell more people things that we don't you know we don't need and so that's the problem is that capitalism creates that kind of consumerist environment that's what my friend was trying to explain to me um obviously i don't know the insides and outs of these sorts of things but i do know it's a global problem global warming global boiling it's not united states of america boiling united states of america um warming it's like all of us have, we have a collective problem. We have a problem as a collective, <laughs> like the whole planet. This is not, you know, protecting your individual uh, country is not top of the list in terms of priority, bitch. Okay. This is a problem that we all need to figure out what we're going to do. Okay. And we really needed to be doing this, um, Decades and decades and decades and decades and decades ago, right? So that's what I've been thinking. Um, so to me, this dream probably is my mind trying to like grapple with some of these things while I'm sleeping. I love the idea that we can experience so much healing. And I talk about this in the app, but we can experience healing and we can process some of those heavier, darker feelings and thoughts and ideas um, in our sleep when we're totally relaxed, when we're, we're resting in our deepest of sleeps, we can process some of these things and possibly wake up with some new ideas. So I'm going to tell you my dream. It is weird to me, it's weird. I almost don't even want to share it, but I'm going to. I'm trusting you with my dream. <laughs> so this morning, I did a wake up and back to sleep, which is a way to trigger yourself into lucid dreaming. I started by doing two hypnosis sessions with Adam Cox. And then I allowed myself to drip, drift into sleep. And in my sleep, I had a vivid dream. In this dream, I had a child, a daughter. And every instinct was geared toward her protection. We were in a few situations where I had to grab her and go. I had to I had to get her out of places or away from people. This was like a theme of this dream is that I needed to protect my daughter. I needed to get her away from people who could potentially harm her or me. And she was a new baby. I was a new mom. And I was traveling from place to place, from scene to scene with a medium-sized group of family members. And we were mixed races, mostly white and black. Um, but it was like conspicuously mixed. It wasn't like a little sprinkle. It was like, <laughs> it was like a lot, <laughs> a lot of white folk. Okay. And so there were a lot of white men too, specifically was a little jarring to me. And this started to wake me up um, in the dream to make me conscious because who are these white men? <laughs> anyway, so 
um, you probably have to have the the mind of like a black woman to be like, who the fuck is this? Anyway, so we're a mixed race, some white. There were multiple couples, multiple white husbands. There were multiple sets of children, varying varying ages. Like there were there were some teenagers in there and a lot of little ones as well. And the only person in this dream that I recognized was my little sister, Maya, who is a 20 something. She's like 23, 24. She's 24. Um, we looked like, to me, we looked like a cast of like shameless with more black folk. If you've ever seen that show, like we looked real rough around the edges, <laughs> real raggedy. And we were like, we were going from place to place committing crimes. We were stealing cars. We were breaking into people's shit. We were stealing things. Um, We were rolling up on people together. It just was like we moved like a plague, but like very, very um, uniform, but just it was it was mess like gang type feel and um what I took this to mean what my I take my subconscious was attempting to um express to me is that we were a family of people willing and prepared to do anything for each other so very very devoted to one another very committed that there is no there was no like difference between ourselves. I have a child. You don't. I'm I'm black. You white. I'm a woman. You a man. Like there were no differences between us that could even make us think of not doing anything and everything to support one another um, and to keep one another well and alive. So I realized at some point in the dream that we were in the South and we were in the past. And I think that we were perhaps in the 50s and 60s, although some of the cars that we stole were like um, those four-door, like a Chevy um, Lumina, a Chevy sedan from like the late 90s. It was a, one of those rounded bodies. So it looked like a Chevy Lumina to me, um, one of the cars that we stole at the end. But I came to need medical attention along with some of the other relatives, right? So we're in trouble. This To me, this is the global warming thing and like just shrink it down to, you know, a little family where it's like all of our difference, none of us give a fuck. We're going to do anything that we need to take care of each other, to keep each other alive. We're going, like, we have a real serious problem. So we go to this hospital, and this is why I think it was the 50s or the 60s. I am a new mother. I am in need of medical attention. I've also been thinking about how there's this incredible, um, incredibly high number of black mothers who die in childbirth. Like we haven't been giving birth since the beginning of time. Like there's something happening um, in the hospitals where black 
women in labor and in birth are not being listened to by their medical providers, their doctors, and they're dying in childbirth um, at a rate that's, I want to say, a, a few times more than than anyone else. So I've been thinking about that. Okay. So in this dream, I am a new mother and I'm in need of medical attention. I'm not quite sure what the medical attention is that I need. Um, but I go to the, I go to the hospital with my relatives and the white relatives that need help are taken back immediately. And then the white receptionist says to me, if you need medical attention, you'll need to go to the back to the nigger room. That's what she said. And all of my relatives perked up at this because she don't know. <laughs> she don't know who we are. Like, she don't know that we a rowdy motherfucking bunch. Okay. She don't know that we will rob her ass. She don't know that we'll knock this whole motherfucking hospital over. She don't know. She don't know who's here. She don't know that we're family. She assumes that probably that we're all, we we're separate. Um, we're not like all huddled together talking. We're like spread the fuck out, doing our own thing, whatever. Just some of us need medical attention. So, but when she says that to me, and I feel in this moment, like I'm, even though I'm young in the dream, like I'm a matriarch in this huge, medium-sized family, okay? Like a very small reunion, if you think about a family reunion, a, a small like a medium-sized one. It's a lot of us. Like it takes multiple cars for us to get everybody moving together, but we be moving. Anyways, so she says that to me, everybody in the family perk up and look at her and notice, especially the white men in my family. And I look at her and I say, um, do you know the word Negro? That's what I said. That's why I think it was the 60s, maybe the 50s. And she looks annoyed and she doesn't want to answer the question. And so she says, if you want, like, she's annoyed with me. Like, I don't give a fuck if you get medical attention or not. Right. <laughs> so she says, if you want medical attention, if you want to be seen by the doctor, you're going to have to go to the back room. And I said to her, I heard you the first time. That's not what I asked. I asked if you know the word Negro. And I don't know what ha- <laughs> I don't know what happened after this. This is the part that's kind of ratchet that I didn't want to tell y'all. But she ends up dead. She ends up being killed, not by any of my relatives, but by the white doctor. They killed her. And then they started to dismember her in the back. And then the cops were called. So we had to scram. So everybody scram. Like it's really the 60s. Anyway, so we had to get the fuck up out of there. So we all run out of this hospital. We start jacking cars. Entire families load into the, you know, we're all one family. But, you know, people, kids, couples just load into cars, screech driving off. And I'm in a car with two small black girls 
Um, I kind of feel like they're mine, but I don't know. Two small black girls, my baby, one of my white male cop relatives, man, in uniform, interesting choice, real interesting choice. And then um, we stole the blue Chevy sedan, the Lumina I told you about, which looked like one of the ones from the late 90s. So it was really interesting because it felt like we were in Jim Crow times, like, you know, modern enough that I could come to this hospital, but not so modern that you was going to treat me respectfully, you know? And so everybody's driving off, the cops are arriving, and we see three cop cars. These cop cars look like early, maybe 80s cop cars. But those cop cars drive by those Chevy Caprice cop cars, if you want to look them up. But they drive by three of them. And I'm in the driver's seat. White cop relative is in passenger seat. Two black girls in the back, one of them holding my baby. So I turned the car in the direction that the cops just came from. But unfortunately, that road dead ends at a creek. And right there is the police station. So I tell my relative, we have to change seats. You have to drive. And if you have your red light, I need you to put it on this car so we can get the fuck out of here. So I get in the back seat with the two girls, grab my baby. And my relative is annoyed. He's like, I fucking hate driving with the red light. So he puts the um, red light on and I look at my baby and I think to myself, this is how I knew I was um, lucid. I said, I think to myself, these are going to be some really good elements that I can use for a story. (laughs) Like These are really interesting little elements. I can use some of this for a story. And I look at my baby's face. She looks at me. I smile at her and I wake up. Interesting dream. No, interesting. So let me tell you, I started the recording for this podcast earlier today, um, maybe 12 hours ago. And then I've just been sitting with it today as I'm um, preparing orders and packages for folks and going to the gym and having my avocado toast. I've just been thinking about this dream. And, you know, it's really interesting as I listen back to it because I'm still kind of like I don't know if I want to share my dream with these people you know but on the other hand I do in the spirit of if you don't want to hear it and if you don't want to hear what I'm sharing with you it's a million but gazillion other motherfuckers you could go listen to and also in the spirit of I am allowing myself to be in a very creative, free-flowing space. I'm allowing myself to be in a prolific space right now. So if that's not something you into, go ahead and check back later. Amen, somebody. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so... I'm thinking about this dream and now I'm picking up on other elements of the dream. Like one, my baby is not just my baby. I think that my subconscious is using this small baby to mean the younger generations, the children that are coming into this earth are coming to the planet. I think that my baby represents the babies, the younger people who will be coming into this world after us and our absolute responsibility to protect them and to leave them a safe planet 
after we leave. And again, I think that this blended huge, you know, family, this family group that is willing to do anything for each other is really, you know, it is given life and it is embodied by this group of mixed people, um, just people you would not expect to be together. But understanding that we're a family, understanding that, you know, if you come for one of us, you come for all of us. Like we will protect our own, we will protect our family. And I'm not talking about on no no nationality thing, no race thing. And you have to understand something about me. It's, it's black people first, middle and last all my fucking day. I'm just explaining to you a dream and something that my mind is, is grappling with. And I think the big question here is if we are still fighting amongst ourselves, if we are still battling each other, hating each other for a minuscule genetic difference, such as the minuscule genetic variations that produce a difference in the pigment of our skin. Not that race is only skin deep. Like, obviously, it's a a social thing. It's a political thing. It's an economic thing. It's a legal thing. So it is deeply rooted now. But if you were to remove all of those um, human-made complexities, if you just look at it scientifically, the difference in the variation genetically is so minuscule as to render it completely meaningless. But, you know, whatever. This is not about the race. This is about the fact that my mind seems to be struggling over this idea that we are all facing a crisis that we are all like we we in need of medical attention. We are in need of medical attention. We need to protect the babies, you know, and we need to move like we understand that. Stop fighting each other, maybe, and move together as a unit. Be willing to do anything for each other. I think that's what this dream was about. Now, as I've moved through the day, a couple of things have happened. The first thing that happened is I, I found out about the Montgomery brawl. Okay, some folks was down there getting their asses whipped. Okay, they was getting beat the fuck up. Okay, I don't know what the hell y'all did. I don't know the situation, but I do know y'all got your asses beat. And you know, I'm not mad at nobody. I'm not mad. But it did kind of remind me a little bit about that receptionist, the receptionist who were talking crazy to me in that dream. And I'm going to tell you that that particular bit of the dream is rooted into a conversation I had recently with someone in Louisiana in the medical field. And this woman told to me told me that in the medical um space in 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 a hospital, okay? She encountered a doctor who was ignoring one of his patients cries for help. This boy was in pain. And the doctor said to this woman who who told it to me, oh, he just in there having a nigga fit. 
So that you going to have to go to the nigga room. That is something that came out of the real world. Something that my mind keeps returning to. The way that doctors speak about their patients, the way that they feel about their black patients, whatever is happening in these university settings and their residencies and their training that makes them ignore black pain. I have been unable to stop thinking about it. It keeps coming to my mind and it showed up in that dream. And my mind's response to it was the other doctors need to handle it. Okay. And really just destroy that evil, psychotic, insane habit within the medical field of embodied racism toward black people and black patients. Okay. Or don't fucking go into the medical field, bitch. If you don't like to treat black bodies or you got a fucking problem with anybody's body, don't go into a field where you are going to be coming into contact with all kinds of bodies, all shapes, colors, sizes, everything. Okay, don't go into a field where you're going to be constantly hands on somebody else's body if you don't like bodies, bitch. So I was thinking about that a lot over the last few weeks since I heard this story. And I think that's why that showed up in my dream. Um, And then the last thing that happened is I was on Selfish Babe. Um, Selfish Babes page on Instagram And there was a story there Where a young mother was sharing Her experience with her Daughter's father Her co-parent And she was trying to communicate with the young man And he was not being Cooperative with her And at the end of the video she said something extremely wise She said You have to love your children More than you hate the person you're co-parenting with. And I think that the older generation could really could really benefit from hearing that. The people who are teaching their children racism right now, the people who are profiting from the privilege of psychotic white supremacist racism um, and spreading the the disease of racism to their children. I think that we will really benefit from that to, of course, if you, you exist with the psychosis, it's probably very difficult to see beyond it and see outside of it. But the idea that you got to love the people, the children that you are bringing into the world, raising in the world and decide what kind of world you want them to live in. And what you need to do within yourself to create that world, a world that is peaceful and safe for them, a world where they have rights over their own bodies, a world where they're free to love who they want to love and be educated to travel, to see the world. Okay. And to, to maybe live with some, some livable wages, things like that. So I liked some of these things that came up in my social media feed today. I, I was offline all day and I got online and the only thing I kept hearing about was the Montgomery brawl. Okay. Which was, you know, maybe it, maybe it needed to happen. Shit. Okay. And that with, with the dream, 
you know, being able to look into social media and to see some connections to me is very useful and helpful. So for people who are interpreting their own dreams, before we ever go and look it up on the internet, what certain elements in a dream mean, or ever go look into um, any of maybe the dream analysis ideas from Jung or Freud, before we ever go and look in a dream dictionary, you know, go pull a book off the shelf and look in a dream dictionary, I think it's really useful to spend time reviewing specific elements of your dream that stand out to you, like the baby stand. I don't have babies, so the baby stands out. This mixed family stands out. Protective white men stand out, right? This is people in the world with power using their power to protect, okay, black women in medical spaces, okay, the family committing crimes together, again, is indicative to me of a family willing to do, family members willing to do anything, absolutely anything for one another, okay, and so these different elements work, and then the cop too, cop, right, the the way that um, there's that that one's a little bit layered. I really don't want to go into it. But the cop one was an interesting choice, like I said. But it means something very specific to me. So I think that when we are dealing with our own dreams, one of the most powerful ways that we are able to really interpret it and figure out what our subconscious mind is processing, what it may be um, dealing with, what we are trying to communicate to ourselves, is to pay attention to what's been coming up in our reality, in our mind and our journaling, what we've been thinking about, worrying about, pondering over. And then social media. Let me tell you, I love social media. I hate social media, (laughs) both at the same time. But I'm going to tell you why I love social media. The reason I love it is because it's like being able to see the collective unconscious, right? Something that Jung really talked a lot with us about, right? In his writings and his time as a, a psychoanalyst, an, sorry, psychoanalyst, uh, is the collective unconscious. It's like the basement that connects the basement system or network of basements that connects all of our minds, right? where all of our fears and worries and ideas and our passions and our loves and our hopes and our secrets, right? Like where it's all stored where all the archetypes arise from, okay? And this collective unconscious, I think, is projected on the screen of our cell phones and computers. And the reason I say that is because when you go on social media, you get to see what kinds of ideas are trending, what people are into, what they're listening to, what they're wearing, what they think is important, what news they're following and paying attention to, what feelings everybody, like everybody's, you know, one of the collective unconscious dominant feelings in this day and age is anxiety and depression you know there's a lot of of trend that you can see so you can kind of see how like what kinds of ideas and feelings and news is moving through the collective unconscious and so for me that's really interesting you know and I think that it 
it really does give us some clues into our own dream interpretations, especially for those of you who be dreaming about people you follow online. Like you don't know them in your real waking life. Maybe you've never sat in a room with them. Don't, you know, never hugged them, you know, never been physically present with them, but you see them online. They are making enough of an impact on your mind that they're showing up in your dreams. And then, you know, then I would try to figure out, well, how do I feel about this person? And how do I feel about their message? And do I look at them as some type of uh, an authority or, of you know, my best friend in my head or my internet cousin or an enemy even do I see this person as an enemy showing up in my dream and if I do see them as an enemy or a teacher or a friend then how would I take a message from them right and what is it that they're doing in my dream and what is it that they're saying in my dream and you know what are the deeper meanings what might I be trying to communicate to myself process um or teach myself even or encourage myself to do. I have a I've had a couple people approach me and well, not approach, but contact me and say, you know, you were in my dream. And I'm like, well, what the fuck was I doing? I like stuff like that. I like to know what I was doing in your dream. Um, and I've had people say you were giving me a reading. I've had people say you were telling me like I was encouraging them, but kind of in like a, a like a fiery way. You know how I am, child. You know, it's like telling them to you know stop crying, <laughs> telling them shit like you know stop all that crying. You know, encouraging them to keep on and, and keep going. And I think that's really cool um, that I'm showing up in people's dreams, encouraging them or just hanging out with them or partying with them or whatever it is. Um, and really trying to, you know, figure out what, what does this mean? What am I, what is this um, communicating? What am I communicating to myself in this safe, you know, healing potentially healing dream space where I'm processing things that maybe I have a hard time processing when I'm, I'm awake or I'm too busy to even think about it when I'm awake. Uh, what ideas is it giving me? Is there some encouragement here? Is there something I can work with or something I can, you know, carry into to action or laboratory workshop in some some solutions for some business problems or something. So dreams are really beautiful. I think it's a, a gorgeous way that our, our self communicates with us when, you know, we, you got a couple minutes, you know, and they encourage you and fill you up with some good ideas and help you process some things and give you a creative way that you can look at things and keep coming back to it. Now, if you're in the app, you already know, I recommend writing down your dreams. I wrote this dream down at pages of, of notes in that. Um, goes a little bit it goes even deeper a little bit and writing things down and you know reviewing it coming back to it which is part of the reason I decided to record this because I wanted to be able to come back to this one and I wonder if any of you have had any dreams recently that are sort of similar I wonder if there is also any influence I'm sure there are (laughs) but any influence that you know the planets (laughs) and the stars have over it so that's I think the end of the episode I think that's all I want to share for now um I'll talk to you after a while thanks for listening